Welcome to the Rise Up Network. I'm your host, James Carmody. The Rise Up Network is committed to sharing those stories of servant leaders that are making a difference, doing good, those men and women that are out there in the marketplace, in the community. We have a fantastic leader in studio with us, someone that I've gotten to know over the last couple of months. It's really making a difference and has carved out a great niche in the market and has a, a, a great company that's really taken off, the CEO of Maxible, Caitlin Bigelow. Caitlin, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, James. Absolutely. So we'll talk about Maxible and ADUs and granny flats. That stuff's all fun. <laughs> but let's back up a second. You know, I know San Diego gal, mm-hmm. grew up here. Tell us a little bit about your background. Yeah, so I grew up in La Mesa. I went to Our Lady of Peace High School. Oh, wow, okay. And then I went to a small liberal arts college in central Pennsylvania that no one's ever heard of. It's called Juniata College. Juniata College. Juniata, you gotta roll the A alone. Juniata College. Juniata College. Yeah, but being from San Diego, I thought it was pronounced Juniata when I got there. (laughs) Of course. So You're walking around campus the first week and people are like, excuse me. Yeah, how's Juniata? And everyone's like, who is this girl? Right. Who's the Cali girl? We're in Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. Got it. So, and what did you study there? What did you study at school? Entrepreneurship and Spanish, actually. Great combo. Yeah. What was the What was the plan at that point? Well, uh, you know, I've always really been interested in entrepreneurship, and then for Spanish, I mean, it's hard growing up in San Diego and not just being immersed in Latino culture. And I was on a me- I was on a soccer team with predominantly Mexican-American teammates, and I just adored them and loved them, and I had a, a Spanish teacher in high school that uh, really had a big impact on me, and so I just kind of wanted to learn the language. Good for you. I'm a, I'm a transplant. <laughs> Fifteen years later, I still haven't learned it, Yeah. despite all my efforts. Yeah. Well, I studied abroad in Barcelona for a year, and that was a lot of fun, and then I lived in Mexico and Orizaba for a summer, and wow. yeah, so Love the food, love the people, culture, everything. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. So fast forward to you graduate. What was what was your first job out of college? So I started with working for a small toy company in Solana Beach called Rockenbach. And okay. so I was just doing, you know, marketing work for them, blog content. And I was with that company for almost seven years. So I worked my way up, eventually okay. became the marketing director there. I grew there. YouTube channel to 125 million views. So we were doing wow. a lot of, yeah, we were doing a lot of kind of uh, stop motion and live action little toy videos for YouTube, which okay. was a lot of fun. So I was like storyboarding and scripting, you know, like dinosaur invasions and like building time machines and robot attacks. That was your and job? That, that was my job was to basically How do we do that? play with toys and make them look really cool. I'm just picturing, <laughs> I might be dating myself for a younger audience, but I'm just picturing Tom Hanks and Big. <laughs> just playing with toys like, you know, this bug comes in, helicopter over there, and your storyboard. Yeah, I remember my boss telling me when I got the job, she said, well, don't dress up too much because you might need to get on the floor and, like, build sets and things like that. And I was like, oh, that sounds that amazing. Sounds cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So you did that, and then, you you know, you, your, your skill set was such that you were able to advance and, and be the director there. So mm-hmm. you had a leadership role. Yeah, you know, I, yeah, it, you know, it was a small team, mm-hmm. really great company. Uh, we started doing STEM education products and things for classrooms oh, wow. and teaching kids how to do uh, robotics and 3D printing. And at the same time, I, st- you know, I loved all of that, but at the same time, I was still kind of looking for something different. And, yeah, you know, I, I had an ink, I didn't really know what I wanted to do, but I knew that wasn't what I was doing wasn't quite it. Right. And so when this le- there was this big legislation change mm-hmm. that happened around granny what, flats. 
in what time was this? You know, this so you're was, the director of Rock and Bach, and you're kind of like, hey, what yeah, else? Yeah, so the, the legislation change happened in January 2017. And so I saw that happen and kind of started doing research and interviewing people. And one of my friends was a general contractor, and he was building the first ever unit in San Ysidro. Okay. And so he was kind of talking to me about it, and I thought, wow, this is so cool that you can just build a second unit of housing right. behind another house. Right. You know, like that never would have been possible before. And I went and saw it, and it was really cute, and they had done a great job, and they were so happy with it. And it allowed him and his mom to live on the same property together, and they had like grandparents living there too. And, uh, and then that kind of related back to my childhood story of, you know, growing up with one of these on my property, which my parents rented out to help pay their mortgage and so all of that was kind of going on and then one of my mom's friends was wanting to do this and so she you know had an old beautiful home in Mission Hills Mm -hmm. wanted to build one of these and she ended up abandoning the project not necessarily because she didn't have the budget for it but because she just couldn't figure it out like everyone that she brought out to the property had a different answer said something different she went down to the city they were telling her different things every time she went like she just couldn't figure out what was real right right and what can i can i do yeah and if you look at you know we're faced with these affordability and housing issues you know not just in san diego but in the state in general all over california yeah like what a missed opportunity we could have had another unit of housing and if if i personally know one homeowner that's struggling with this problem you know that there are thousands and thousands of other people out there that need help navigating this process and so that was really the only thing that i needed to hear and yep So then I just started researching more and I started going on YouTube and looking for videos on how do you do that? You know, I'm I'm a millennial, so I want to Google everything. And how do I remodel my kitchen? Like, I'll look it up on YouTube. Right. Uh, And so I was just looking at it. I was like, wow, there's like a void of content here. There's no one talking about this in any level of detail. And look at what my background was. All I do is like create content and fun stuff for people to watch. Right. So. I thought, well, I, I think I can take my marketing background, my background of kind of taking these complicated things and distilling them in a way that people can understand, and I can apply this to this new this new opportunity. Hmm. And so I ended up quitting my job of seven years, which really felt like I was walking off a cliff to some right. extent. You're like, I got this t- good paycheck here, and I'm going back to zero. Yeah, I mean, I I was up to four weeks vacation a year. I mean, like I had a cushy had deal, you know. Uh, yeah, and so I just I decided, you know what, this is worth it. I really want to try and do this. And so I quit my job, and I was just working a little bit of freelance part time. What time was this when you quit? So that was January of 2018. So right, almost. So that's when we finally said, "All right, I'm done. Yeah, I'm leaping in." Yeah, and I remember kind of talking to my mom about it, and she just really feeling apprehensive about me walking away from my job and kind of being like oh gosh you know logical parent how's she gonna survive yeah and and I remember we were sitting at the dinner table and her best friend was there too who's someone I respect a lot and she said Kaylin you just need to do it wow and I was like okay if you know if I can get that vote of confidence for her and I feel like this is the right path too you know I'm just gonna do it wow so and that was just over a year and a half ago wow and since then, we've helped. Whoever that woman is, when I see her, I want to give her a hug because you, you know, you had the awareness to at least listen and say, "All right, this person's had enough life experience, is intelligent enough, and if they're saying I should do it, and I've done all my homework, it's game time." Yeah, and I, I, I think it was the right time in my life to do it too, to sure. kind of take a big risk. You know, I don't have children. 
you know, I, I didn't have a lot of overhead that I needed to worry about. It was kind of like if Go I back was, to mom's ADU. <laughs> yeah. You know? If I was going to fail, now is a good time in my life to fail, yeah. you know? And, but so, I mean, I don't know if it's surprisingly, I mean, I felt like it was a good idea at the time, but you know, since then we, we've just had unbelievable traction. You know, we've helped thousands of homeowners across the state. We're uh, opening up new LA market in October. Yep. Uh, we have a small team of about eight. So it's just been, I mean, I'm just so grateful for all of them to kind of making this what it is. And uh, it's really been a pretty incredible journey, actually. Phenomenal. Let's let's back up a little bit. And just for our audience, first, what is an ADU in a granny flat? You know, let's educate people on what's so. Yeah, sure. So an accessory dwelling unit, which you'll hear colloquially kind of called a, an accessory dwelling or an ADU or a granny flat or an in-law suite. Uh, mother-in-law quarters. There's a lot of different names for these tiny houses, uh, but essentially what it is is it's uh, a unit of housing that exists on a house that already has a single-family home. So it has uh, its own entrance, its own kitchen, its own bathroom, its own living space. So it's totally self-sufficient. Perfect. And so you had, you know, you had this experience near and dear to your heart, your family growing up. You know, you had a college student. You know that live in ADU on your parents' property and that help pay the bills. And so, I I mean, I can't think of a better catalyst to start a business than from the heart and have that. So when you're speaking to people, you know exactly what they're thinking and, you know, what they're going through. Yeah, I think having that background certainly helps. I mean, one of the things that, I mean, there's been a lot of kind of things I thought going into this that have turned out different. You know, I think there's a lot of fear around people just doing this for Airbnb or, you know, just doing this to make money, and which is not in itself a bad thing. Um, but actually, we put out a survey that over 100 homeowners took across the mm-hmm. state saying, what's the number one reason you want to build one of these? And actually, the number one reason people are wanting to build is for aging family. Love that. So Love I thought that. that was kind of an interesting, you know, thing to know. Yeah. I mean, I think about it, you know, uh, my wife and I, live here and, and live in La Jolla and our parents are minor in Massachusetts hers are in Northern California thank God we have an extra unit actually attached to the garage mm-hmm. but it's like I can't imagine like my parents are almost 80 at this point I can't imagine dealing with those challenges right and assisted living facilities are really really expensive Crazy expensive you know they can easily be four thousand dollars a month and I'll yeah. tell you what having your parent go to one of those doesn't increase your property value so when you look at the numbers right. alone for this, so there's kind of the humanitarian aspect of it, you yeah. know, of this multi-generational living and being able totally. to be close to your family and support your family. But then there's also the monetary benefits. And isn't yeah. it so nice when those things go hand in hand? Mm-hmm. You know, my fiance is uh, from India mm-hmm. and, you know, his grandpa is turning 92 and mm-hmm. still, you know, his grandma and his grandpa both live with the family, you know, wow. and, and in that culture, the multi-generational living is just absolutely expected but I think part of the reason why his grandpa gets around as well as he does and still goes to yoga and does all this stuff is because he has you know he's totally plugged into what's happening with the family you know he's stimulated all the time he's a part of it and so I think there can be a lot of health benefits even to setting up housing like that absolutely let's talk about you know the opportunity and a little from a little bit more ROI standpoint what are some of the numbers that you've seen well, so the average rental in San Diego is close to $1,900 yeah. a month. 
And so the price tag to build these is always kind of surprising to people. You know, garage conversions start at, you know, $90,000, assuming you have a good condition garage. And And everything lines up. And everything lines up perfectly. You know, you could easily spend a lot more than that. And it also depends a lot on the finishes. But let's just choose $100,000 as a general number here. So... Uh, and James, you would probably know better than me. You know, a hundred thousand. If you were to take out a loan, fixed thirty-year loan at four percent interest for a hundred thousand dollars, what's your monthly payment on I that? I mean, good rule of thumb on every hundred thousand is about five hundred bucks. Five hundred bucks. Okay. So if I were to convert my garage in San Diego for and take out that loan to pay for the entire project, nothing out of my pocket, I'm yep. paying five hundred dollars a month now to have that garage converted. But I could easily rent that for. $1,200 a month. You trade $700. $700. And then, you know, once the loan is eventually paid off, then that's pure profit after that. So, and that doesn't even take into account the increase in property value mm-hmm. that you would need to account for as well. So the numbers, even though these projects are expensive, and I think it sometimes surprises people that they are as expensive as they are, the numbers and the finance side of it is really, really compelling. Wow. I, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, um, Obviously, you, you have all of the benefits of the family, intergenerational living, you know, and then creating this income stream as well as the appreciation, the additional equity that you're going to get, the return on that property. It really makes sense. Mm-hmm. Can you share a little bit about, you know, I know that, you know, you're now you're in other markets, you're expanding all over the state. What does it look like in some of the other markets and, you know, what have been some of the projects that you've completed? Yeah, so we have 25 active ADU projects right now where we've done site consultations with homeowners, mm-hmm. gone out, helped them with the property, then they've moved forward. And is that all that's over the all state? In, that's all in San Diego. Got it. Um, okay. We've finished three accessory dwelling unit projects in San Diego, and then we have 25 active. Got it. Uh, and then Bay Area is where I'm located. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so it's funny to see some of the different trends in different markets. So. Sure. One of the things that we've seen in the Bay Area is that a lot of people or a lot of homeowners are exploring building this for their adult children because housing is so expensive up there that if their child graduates from college and they want to move back to their hometown, they can't afford to rent anything. So unlike kind of the L.A. and the San Diego markets where I think a lot of people are either building these for elderly family or building them for passive rental income, the Bay Area is kind of unique in that a lot of parents are actually building them for their children. And, you know, then the children are living in there and paying the parents some kind of rent, but it's not necessarily market rate rents. Right. Sure. Helping subsidize that. Right. And when you say Bay Area, like San Francisco, San Jose, Oakland. Yeah. So we work predominantly in the South Bay. Yeah. So basically San Mateo, south down to uh, San Jose. Got it. But our, our goal eventually is to have that whole Bay Area market covered and do East Bay and whatnot, but one step at a time. There you go. <laughs> well, the pipeline sounds pretty good for San Diego. Yeah. You know, San and then, Diego's, and then expanding into LA next. Yeah, San Diego's our most built out market. That's where we do the most amount of work and outreach and research and, uh, you know, obviously where I'm from. So, got it. So, if I'm a homeowner listening to this, you know, what are some things that I, sh- I should know and, and you want us to take away? Yeah, so if you're interested in doing an accessory dwelling unit project or granny flat, uh, there's a ton of free tools and resources at maxwellspace.com. So we have, you know, I think one of the best places to start is our regulations portal. And let's make a note of that, folks. Like, you want to write this down or put this in your phone. (laughs) Driving, don't take your hands off the wheel, but maxwellspace.com, M-A-X-A-B-L-E, 
space.com, maximalspace.com. Obviously, we'll have it on our website. We'll share it with you guys. But that's first base for you. Yeah. So we have a regulations portal in the site that has every ADU regulation listed out for all of San Diego County. And actually, How handy. Yeah. And, and other parts of the state, too. And what we've tried to do is not just copy and paste the regulations into that, but Thanks. kind of uh, translate it a little bit for people. Right. So people can understand. So you it. can actually understand. Uh, so that's a really great place to start is what is it that you can actually do in your jurisdiction? Because what you can do in San Diego is different than what you can do in Chula Vista or La Mesa or Carlsbad, right? Every jurisdiction has their own rules and regulations around this. So the first is really understanding what are the regulations? Um, what can you do? How big can you build? Does it have to be owner occupied? You know, what are the restrictions for my lot? And then, you know, if you want to, if it all kind of starts to check out, we can help you and do a site consultation with you as well. So we do uh, you know, we have a really fantastic team. They come out and do a site consult where we can help you measure your space, uh, you know, make recommendations on what your next steps are, talk about how much this is going to cost or different construction methods or, you know, prefab versus regular construction. I mean, there's a huge laundry list of questions that people typically have. Yeah. And we have answers that can kind of walk you through all of that so that when you leave, when we leave the site consultation, you know, you know what your next steps are. You know what the process looks like. You know how long it's going to take. You have a good understanding of how much it'll cost. And you feel confident that you're going to move forward with something. And, and what does it cost for the site consultation? So the site consultation is $249. So for $249, bucks, you, you would guys have will everything to, you need to know. You'll come to my house, <laughs> tell me all the rules, tell me what I can and can't yep. do, and really map out the plan A to Z. Yes. Yes. Guys, if you're listening to this and you're even remotely thinking about this, like 249 bucks is a drop in the bucket for what's possible. Mm-hmm. And like Caitlin shared earlier, that one example of the woman in Mission Hills, there's a, lot of st- there's a lot of potential pitfalls that you need to be mindful of when you start down this path. And it can be something really glorious and great, or it can be something that can be a headache. Mm-hmm. Don't have it be the latter. Right. And actually, we did a site consultation. This one was up in the Bay Area. But we, they wanted to do a garage conversion. And I had a couple follow-up questions for the city afterwards, and I emailed them. And they came back and they said, you can't, you can't do a garage conversion here. You have to rebuild the garage. And I said, that's blatantly false. And I actually <laughs> pointed to the new part of the code that passed in 2017 that showed where that was now illegal. Oh, boy. And so for two years, they had been telling homeowners, no, you cannot do garage conversions in the city. And how horrible is that? You know, we, who knows how many wow. homeowners reached right. out to the planning department thinking those this I'm talking to the source. These people should know exactly what's possible in the city. And here we came in two years later and told them, hey, this is not correct. You guys what you guys are doing is illegal. That wasn't San Diego. Was no. It? OK, don't thank God. Don't I know. Worry. We don't, we don't we, have to name drop on planning. Boards, we but. haven't we haven't run into that in San Diego, luckily. OK, good. Um, and then I know one other thing that I think is really cool, you know, for, for you realtors and real estate professionals there, Caitlin's in the process of developing a, a report where people can see what's possible. That's true. Yeah. So for, for realtors who have single family home listings, you know, mm-hmm. big backyards or uh, neighborhoods that have really attractive rental opportunities, we can generate an ADU property report for your listing. So essentially it's a marketing tool that you can use to differentiate your property cool. from, you know, other listings and use it as a tool. Uh, so yeah, that property report will be available on our website in a couple weeks, and Great. it's going to be priced at seventy five dollars. 
So Again, affordable stuff. <laughs> the name of the game is just really getting informed and figure out, you know, what's possible for you and your property or your clients or your friend or family members so you know what you can, what you can and can't do. Right, exactly. Caitlin, any parting words for our network or our listeners? Uh, you know, I just think if you're thinking about this, take a look at the site. We have some really unbelievable case studies and examples. And, you know, it's just kind of fun to look at these. You know, a lot of people call these granny flats, but I think it's a bit of a misnomer because, you know, these are kind of funky, cool, sexy, energy efficient yeah. units. Like you can do really cool, fun stuff with them. So absolutely. So folks, go check out the website, maximalspace.com. Where do we follow you on Instagram and Facebook? Uh, you can find us on uh, facebook.com slash maximalspace and Instagram slash maximalspace. Maximalspace on both Instagram and Facebook. Awesome. Well, Caitlin Bigelow, thank you so much for coming in. Welcome to the Rise Up Network. We're going to support you 100%. And thanks for leading, like taking the charge on this journey. <laughs> well, thank you so much, James, for having me on. I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Folks, Check out the website, get informed, see what's possible for you, whether you're in San Diego, another part of the state, possibly in the country that could be coming a couple years later, but just get informed, you know, and as we always say at the end of every show, rise up, make a difference, make an impact. Mm -hmm.